lodge as a noun, a branch or meeting place of an organization. As a verb, make or become firmly fixed or embedded in a place. Welcome to the lodge. I'm Cabba and I'm with Ash. Hello, Cabba. You're, of course, Sup, here mate? with uh, DJ Krusty Flaps and the King. <laughs> I am the King, and at sometimes I am DJ Krusty Flaps, and mm. the Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. Lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to drink coffee and come. <laughs> <laughs> good start. All right. Yeah. How are you going, Cabba? How's your lodge happening? Yeah, pretty good. I love that all it takes is a spelling error in one of the descriptions, and it just becomes a thing. Yeah, I know. I might even rename it to The Lodge, hey? Yeah. Uh, Anyway, I'm uh, Cabba Coach of the Cabba Dogs. Hello to (laughs) Sleet Coach of the Sleet Dogs out there. I'm smashing it in Supercoach so far, as Sleet has told me. You are. um, You're listening to the Claim the Throne Supercoach cast. And Brown Raiders are uh, ranked 130th in AFL Fantasy, um, which is many, many, many positions ahead of Sleet, which I'm... uh, (laughs) Mainly excited about. That's anyway. very good to know. And also highly uninteresting to a person <laughs> like me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So back to music. Um, you just joined me for a Bantles podcast. That was pretty funny. Thanks. It was all right. I need to prep more for shit like that. Um, like little notes, dot points perhaps. Yeah. Could help you out. No, that's cool. That's sort of what I do every single episode and did again this time and just kind of... Tr- kind of tried to follow it and believe it or not you were in line with all my dot points so mm. it, was, it was cool um did you know that uh you probably do as a fucking apple nerd itunes yeah. itunes are dropping the download feature on music it's just streaming pretty soon shit off really yeah allegedly I according to the internet that. you motherfuckers how am i supposed to listen to shit on the plane uh, I, oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. I assume you can still save music to your phone like Spotify does. Ah, you don't necessarily download it as such. So you don't, I will take a step back. You don't pay $10 for a download anymore, which you can still do. You can yeah, download yeah, a song yeah. for a dollar, but if you're a customer of a $10 a month platform, then you'll be able to do that. Okay, so you're talking about iTunes Music Store, not Apple Music then. So on Apple Music, can you listen to any of that on the plane? Yeah, 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 yeah. So yep. Apple Music is the Spotify wing. The um, yep. the iTunes is like that traditional buy an yeah. MP3. So that will be out on its ass, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's a good call by them. I'll mm. tell you one reason why is, you know, it never really made sense to me that if you bought something off iTunes, it's only available to you when you are logged into your iTunes account mm-hmm. and you can download it to your device, but you can only bloody listen to it then and on that device, you know, if you're logged in. Yep. Now, that's kind of to stop piracy, so then I can't buy something and give it to you. Like on Bandcamp, I could download um, the latest Claim of Throne album and then just email you the MP3s, but... You know, that shit's going to happen anyway. You can hack the iTunes thing. Apple Music, when that came along, essentially does what iTunes does, except you can, for the cost of an album for one month, you can listen to anything, Mm. download it all to your phone. And if Apple Music, if you don't pay a subscription or folds, um, you don't have your song. But then if Apple was to fold and iTunes didn't exist, well, all that stuff that you've bought, you don't even have MP3 copies of. That goes away as well. Mm. 
So yeah, no, that's yeah. crazy. I think it probably also tells us a bit about how people consume music at the moment, and streaming mm. is just like making piss, obviously. Yeah, um, but I'm still amazed by the amount of CDs we sell. Hey, me and too. This morning, man. I've been to the post office to post a CD to Boulder. Don't know if they have the internet really? there yet or not, but there's um. <laughs> Yeah, every week we're selling a CD still, which is pretty cool. Crazy um, story, coincidental or ironic, depends on who you ask. Um, we today had a conversation in the house, let's get rid of all our CDs. I'm like, finally. It's only taken me years of beating it into your head to realize we don't ever put them in the CD player. So, yeah. yeah. Can I tell you an idea that I've got that I'm keeping on the download and not telling anyone, keeping it very, very private. So I'll yep. just tell you and all of our thousand listeners. Yeah. Um, thinking of holding a Perth heavy metal swap meet. Oh, if you want to get rid perfect. of all your, your metal CDs, you can go and sell them for whatever you want. Great. Um, and there's always people out there, Taryn, who will buy every album that you've got um, and shirts and whatever else. So, you know, rather than doing the shitty eBay gum tree thing and having to go to the post office yep. or dealing with people coming awesome. to your house. Mm. Yeah, People dude, might have rare vinyls and whatever they want to get rid of. Tim Clifford, you know. Yeah, we uh, that came up and also was discussed as an idea. <laughs> was, a, was a swap meet? Oh, yeah, we should yeah. take them down to local swap meet or yeah. whatever. And it's hilarious. Heavy metal swap meet. Perfect, yeah. Cabba. You anyway, filled in all the blanks. And don't tell anyone something and um, keep your eyes on this space. Yeah, cool, man. Sounds good. Mm. You want to know what I did this morning? Uh, not really, because I imagine it's 18 plus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, after I was done with that activity, yeah. I... What, 10 seconds later? Oh, no, yeah. a few hours for you. Eight seconds for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eight seconds per second. Mm. I bought some new monitor speakers. Oh, wow. Does that yeah, mean you're selling crazy, your old huh? ones to me? No, actually. Mm. The reason why, because that was the plan, right? I can't remember. Sort of. We discussed that in the past, but uh, no, I'm donating them down the line to the other room of the house that involves oh. someone else's studio space. And yeah, so it was like, okay, I really need to get speakers. And I said, oh, just, I'm not ready to buy new ones just yet because, you know, we're going on tour and stuff coming up and also approaching. Mm. And yeah, so said, okay, screw it. If you're taking these, I'll get the newies wow. and... So they're currently in your yeah. possession and also at your house? No, went on to your favorite website, Thoman or Thomman or I don't, Tomman, don't know how to say it. Yeah. And yeah, bought this pair from there. So they're going to come in the mail and also arrive in, <laughs> I guess, the next two weeks. Cool. Do you reckon we can get some good gear in Germany when we're there? Yeah, that is the home of yeah. Thomman. Um, what did you buy? What sort of monitors? I bought these Focal Alpha 65s and they cost me about 900 bucks, including delivery, which is, is pretty good. Is that a good price? Good. I don't even know. Yeah, I believe so. Look, back in the day, I've got these Yamaha HS 50s now and they don't even do them anymore. They do like a newer version, the HS5. And even those HS 5s are still probably $500 a pair maybe. These are bigger, so they've got a little bit more base response available um and they they get reviewed pretty well and so their focals high-end monitors get a fair good rimming around the place and yeah and also, these are the entry levels right. yeah and some people you know you, you read what you read online but 
some people do say, look, for the price, these things are great. And to be honest, they're probably better than the mid-range version of these monitors or at least on par with them. Mm-hmm. You know, that sort of review is good enough for me. Yeah, I've, ch- I've changed my opinion a lot on monitoring and I really want to go with like a set around $2,000 and just go, look, if I'm going to make a step, I may as well make a leap. Um, but then I thought, fuck it. The idea for me is just to learn what everything sounds like on those new monitors yep. and then just get used to it and just mix accordingly. I can do it on these little ones. So mm-hmm. why not? So just when do you're it mixing, you're testing the difference obviously between headphones and also the With monitors you. and a variety of monitors? No, not as much as people say you should. Mm. So usually I just do the whole mix on my monitors and I'll only go to the headphones if I can't hear something like bass, guitar usually, or low end. And Whacking these... your headies, let's go. Yeah, these particular headphones I've got are pretty boomy. So they sound way too bassy sometimes. And then I'll go chuck it on a um, normal stereo, car stereo. And then there's no bass. Yeah, it's right. really hard, It's a really hard gauge. So that's why I want to get a pair of speakers that has at least some low end in them. So I can do that. It's funny at the studio when you're recording at a studio mm-hmm. and they'll just like, you know, it sounds pretty shit and stuff. And then they just press the magic button and it comes through the mad monitors and just sounds fucking sick. I think that's uh, what they're there for. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What do you reckon? Well, no, know, seriously. To make the musicians feel better about themselves. Yeah. The guys um, in heaps of interviews who read famous engineers and stuff. And they've obviously got a budget for two sets of monitors mm. and they say they have their normal ones. And, you know, most most guys out there always talk about these NS10 Yamaha classic things or whatever. And they'll say, yep, I mix completely on them. And then when the client's in the room or the label rep or whatever, I switch it over to the big boys, um, which aren't really useful for me and mixing, but they're useful to get these guys off my back. Yep. Because if they hear this mix, they don't know what they're listening <laughs> for. So. Yeah. Yeah. Funny stuff. I'm not doing that shit though. Screw it, man. <laughs> you must say it when, or I don't know if you get this or not, but if the musos you're recording ask for updates or want to hear where you're up to or whatever, it's kind of probably hard and less hard and also difficult when you want to just show them the finished product as opposed to when you're halfway through. Yeah. Especially if I'm, you're editing the crap out of their shitty playing. Yeah, I know. I've sat over the shoulder of mixes before and just like asked them too many questions or wondered why they're doing a certain thing or whatever it may be. And now having done some of that myself before, I don't want anyone anywhere near me at all because yeah, the first bit is like, okay, the playing's one thing, but I'm happy to be pretty straightforward these days and say, listen, just to let you know, we've got the takes, we've got enough takes to work with at this point, but I'm going to have to edit the piss out of this in order to sort of get it together. Um, yeah, so that's one thing and I'm pretty upfront about that. No one ever, including me, should ever have to listen to things being edited. It sucks. Learn to play everyone in the world. God damn it. Shit. All right, let's, let's get you away from that rant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, (laughs) (laughs) um, in terms of the mixing, yeah, man, there's so many things you've got to do to prep the mix first. And that's almost as boring as editing where Mm -hmm. you've got to set up the tracks, where they're all going, um, you know, a microphone in a room picks up every single thing, not just what it's pointing at. So you might have to sort of tailor something 
about that mic first. And if you're just listening to that mic by itself, it might sound like utter shit. You know, whatever. You know, we just spoke about endorsements on the Bantools podcast. Yep. Not that anyone would probably want to, but out of curiosity, are there endorsements for audio gear? I have tried to get a Shure microphone endorsement before and mm-hmm. failed. Mm. Um, when you say tried, what did you do? Found the email of some guy who does artist shit. Or sometimes this is a sneaky thing I'll do. I can't remember who I emailed, but a sneaky thing I do is to get someone who's not quite that person and try and butter them up and either piss them off and they ignore you or they go, oh, you know, and handball you on. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, in my case, I wanted a sure one because it's a pretty ubiquitous company. Um, a lot of people do like multiple different varieties of microphones, for example, whereas like I'd be happy with an entire set of Shaw mics. I think they've got a good range. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, give me three more microphones and I won't even need an endorsement just like we were talking about. Like, Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Once you've got an item, you don't really need another one sometimes. Yeah. Plug-in companies too, man. Have Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, heaps, heaps of people use them and endorse them and they might release like a special edition with them on it. But it's all fucking bullshit and I've been caught in all of it before. And I think everyone has with that shit. It's, it's fucking shit, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like we are saying, you don't get any of that and it's still fine. You still go yep. on, carry on and you still achieve the same shit. So yeah. whatever. Um, you know, worst case scenario, you have to spend a thousand dollars of your own to get something and it's fine and whatever. Yeah. And, and what are you buying? An amp or something? Like just buy the most kick-ass amp that you need that's practical for you to go play a gig, do some jamming and maybe go on tour and then just be done with it. Mm-hmm. Like you don't need fucking 8,000 things unless you're maybe owning a studio. So I have multiple amps, man, and they don't get used. Fuck all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. Uh, what's next? Uh, don't know. What I shared news. What do you got? I just wanted to ask you a question um, regarding touring overseas. Do you remember, mm-hmm. not including Asia, what we've done, like going to America and UK, for example? Mm-hmm in terms of checking on shit tons of luggage, music equipment. Because it seems at the moment, because I'm looking around and all these airlines just have one piece of baggage allowance only. Mm. And to add an extra piece on, it might be like 200 bucks a person, which is insanity. Holy shit. But some airlines Mm. will have two pieces of baggage per the limit, which is totally fine. Mm. Yeah, we've been caught by that before one time. Have we? We rocked I, I just up. Kind of have a shit memory, so I just can't remember what we've done. Do you remember we rocked up to an airport to check in, and we said we've got thirty-two kilos. I've I've only got twenty kilos here. Yeah, and um, also some equipment. And then they're like, <laughs> <laughs> and they said no, but it's one piece only. And then we had to. I don't know if we had to pay or they waived it. You know, sometimes they're cool. I think in the early days we lost a fair bit of money on excess baggage yep. even through Australia. We don't have yep. that problem now because of the musician allowance and all that, which is cool. And yep. maybe we've had a problem in Asia before. I think I've actually had my hand luggage weighed once and got mm-hmm. fined oh, for definitely it because it was over. Yep, me too. Um, but even gone to America, I don't recall us having an issue with that and we would have had a fair bit of stuff. Yeah. And that was pretty recent. I 
I'm pretty sure in the UK, I may have only brought pedals and cymbals, mm. no snare. And usually I can backpack with all my clothes and carry on my pedals onto the plane and then check my cymbals and that's it. So that's one piece really. Yeah. Um, and you do have the danger then of not being able to fit your stuff in the overhead locker. Yeah. But my in my case, my pedals is like only a little bit bigger than a handbag, for example. And I can usually tuck it under in front of me and because it's black. When you walk past, you might not notice it. It doesn't stick mm. out. So that's a bit of a tricky one. But then you're on a 14-hour flight and you've got no leg room. That sucks and it's probably dangerous. Mm. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm also worried about my new PV mini head that I'll be taking with me. It's pretty heavy and especially yep. in in as hand luggage with clothes because if my one check-in piece is a guitar, mm-hmm. then I board the plane with an amp and clothing and whatever yep. else. Um, so it could be quite heavy and I don't know. I, I, normally they don't check that sort of shit, but it just feels yeah. like sus and you're trying to put it in the overhead locker and you can barely lift the fucking thing. Yeah, that's true. I don't know what to tell you about that, man, but I, if I was you, I'd probably get a backpack similar to mine, which is like a heavy duty backpack, but looks not that big. Mm. And so you could put an amp at the bottom of it. Yeah, you're carrying it around your back for ages, but your amp's probably around the right size to fit snug at the bottom of my bag. Yeah. And then put clothes on it. And then once you're through airport security, you rearrange it. So you make it easy for yourself to get through there. Um, But yeah, you just walk around pretending like it's not the heaviest thing you've ever had to carry in your life. (laughs) Yeah. And you usually get away with it. So Mm. yeah. And like when when you're going and giving your passport... Don't put your fucking backpack on the ground because if they spot it, they look, hmm, you know, mm. that looks, let's weigh that one. Whereas <laughs> if it's on your back and it's pretty sleek or sleet in form, you know, mm. less likely to check. Yep. Oh, easy peasy. For the record. Um, so it was looking at Finnair because they're also Qantas yep. and really short flights. Uh, and would just be pretty cruisy and reasonably priced about 1500 return. Um, but 23 kilos per person, one piece of baggage. Dumb. Otherwise, yeah, going down the line is Etihad, who are about $200 cheaper per person. Mm-hmm. And you can take two pieces of baggage per person, about 30 kilos. The flights take about an extra two or three hours each way. Uh, Virgin affiliated. How much? I think like 1300 or something. Oh, wow. Maybe we should do that. Yeah, I'm thinking so. To not have an issue with baggage, because this is my drama. I don't want to... Look, I could go and buy a cheap snare in, from bloody Thommen or Tommen in Germany and be cool and use it for the tour and then just try and sell it on Craigslist or something in Germany or some shit or mm. post it back. Or we could, yeah, post, post some oh, gear yeah. over. Yeah, that's that's an idea. I've got a second snare. I could do that. Posting but it from here to Europe. Yeah, maybe pick it up or like with merch. That's the mm. tricky thing is merch, man. Yeah, that's the thing I'm completely overlooking at the moment. I think we need to yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Plus that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Anyway. You know, we used to wear merch on the plane, and now we just don't mm. give a rat. Yeah, it's funny. Eh? Well, actually, yeah. sorry. What we're going to be doing with merch is probably. Getting shirts printed over there. So probably and keep it slim because we probably won't sell fuck all. So we'll just 
yeah. get like 50 or more shirts, pick them up there and then just take our own one box of CDs or something from here. Yeah. Um, maybe some patches or stuff. Yeah, that idea I always talk about with a 14-inch floor tom holder with wheels. I've looked into that. Man, they do cost like 400 bucks, but you can fit a set of pedals and a snare drum in there in one case. The issue is actually more the cymbals though. Uh, I wish they did like a multi-case that combined all my equipment would only weigh about maybe 23 kilos tops. Um, yeah, but I could I could trim that down a little bit by being smart. And yeah, if I could do it all in one, that's great. But these things are awkwardly sized, hard to, yeah, I don't know. And then, you know, also packing the tour van when you get there and there's limited space. So small pieces are kind of good to cram yep. into the holes and also fill in the gaps where they're not available. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you remember in UK when I used to, for some reason, play acoustic songs at every gig? Oh. We bought that acoustic guitar in London and then... yeah sold it back to the same shop for like a quarter of the price of what I paid for it. Yeah, hilarious. Yeah. What a great idea. Mm. I forgot all about that, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but stuff. Oh, man, you still travelling with chain mail? Stupid. Yeah. What was that, say? Grow yeah, up. I know. Whew. Yeah. Tough. Anyway. Tough titties. All right. And also with you. Yeah. Well, that's the lodge, I guess. What have you been listening to? Well, this one goes out to Razor Ray this week, who did tell me the new Primordial yeah, is right. out. You've been listening? I listened to, I believe, three songs, which, or maybe four, which is, you know, probably three hours worth of music with Primordial. Um, yeah, again, it's not like I never really latched on to Primordial as a band. Like, certain songs are really cool and I like them. And yeah, this is kind of the case here. I really like what they do. But I think it's for people who are into Primordial for sure. Mm. But yeah, quite enjoyable. One thing I love about them is, man, in the very first song, there just kicks into this blast section after ages of just being like a groovier song. And when that happens, I'll just love moments like that where things change. Uh, But also, man, song to song, that singer has like the most just oddly heroic voice. Everything he says sounds like he's a hero of some kind. Are you into those vocals? Yeah, I never used to be, but I do really like them because I feel they're unique, but maybe I just don't listen to enough of those style of music. Oh, they are unique, all right. I don't think anyone else in the world sounds like that, which is why I was interested in them in the first place. Yeah, it's not a yell. It's not a scream. It's not quite clean. It sounds Irish, which they are Irish. And I think actually there's quite a few bands in Ireland who try and do that sound, but Mm. yeah, it's not quite the same. Love it, man. I I really enjoy it for what it is. I think it's really cool so Mm. far. And also the production, suck me off. Mm. Definitely live drumming and all organic sounds. Oh, for the most part, I'm sure. Um, Probably getting tricked, but yeah, heaps of reverb on the vocals, just... Like a real production. I mm-hmm. love it, man. I love it for that. So that's wow. really cool. I've been enjoying awesome. just listening to Speaking something a bit different. production, I would love for you to hear um, one of the new At The Gate songs because uh, people Sick. are commenting on the production being really mm-hmm. shitty production. But um, okay. one of the first things I noticed was like, this sounds cool because it sounds like old At The Gates where they're mm. doing this old shitty production on purpose, if you know what I mean. Yep. Um, so I'd like to see your opinion on that. 
Yeah, man. Everything is so we've fucking rant time. Everything is so hyper produced these days that when you do hear something that's not, yeah, yeah, it does sound like, oh god, do these guys spend eight dollars on this recording? When the irony <laughs> is, they probably spend more. Yeah, yeah, getting that sound. But yeah, that's what instruments sound like. What at jam, you know, like does a drum kit at all sound like what you hear on a modern metal record? Hmm. Not, not at all, right? No. You know, so weird. Mm. The only thing I reckon that sounds in real life like it does on album is vocals usually, unless they've been tuned and blah, blah, blah. But the core of your vocal sound is identical to how you sound on record, you know? Mm. Mm. Yep. Speaking of um, unique vocals, my album of the week is probably going to be Doom VS. Oh, that band. Um yeah, and their latest album, Earthless, I think it's called. Um, they've got these, a few of the songs, I think there's only like eight songs in the album or something, and there's maybe half of them have a few passages where there's this screamy sort of clean, half clean, half growly vocal thing. Sounds a lot like Alchemist vocals. Oh, back okay. In the day. Yeah. And, um, and it, it sort of comes out of nowhere because it's like really brutal, grim, death doom. Um, and then there's just these crazy passages of unique vocal, I guess, which makes it stand out to a lot of other Doom that doesn't have that, which I think is why I also get into Ahab a lot because they do have those passages of clean vocals, um, which give them a bit of identity and uniqueness, perhaps. Um, but anyway, have you heard much of that Doom VS band? I had a listen to a few songs. I'm just looking at it now. I can't remember... What it was. But yeah, recommended by Lee, of course. Yeah, that's why I've been listening to it. Sure, where you got it from. Um, Yeah, but man, I couldn't tell you the album. Maybe it was even Earthless, but it was interesting. I'll listen to that again. Yeah, I like it a lot. Um, Yeah, and Lee listens to so much Doom. Actually, Dicey was over the other day for Shred and hearing him and Lee get into a conversation about Doom was pretty hilarious. Oh, really? Dicey was dropping all these band names and Lee's just like putting it on as they're speaking and just like losing coming his Dax, yeah. Because mm-hmm. Dicey listens to, you know, old, really fucking heavy Doom, like, or even Worship and Mortal Congregation and stuff, which is kind of different to what Lee's Doom stuff is. Yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, there's so much out there. Pretty amazing. It's so crazy that Dyson is a real Doom head, hey? Like he just, he walks around wearing like disgusting grind band t-shirts and hats and the sh- the music he puts on when he's in charge in the van is just not doom at all. But then he must just go home, lock himself in his room, prep the scissors, pull out the revolver and get that shit on there. Because he knows a lot and he's put me onto a, a bunch of good bands in the past. Um, yeah, it's funny. But yeah, I think, you know, when someone, you go to a party someone gets hold of the Spotify and they put on something that's like not appropriate for the party. <laughs> yeah. I think that's why we don't hear, like he's aware of that and doesn't yep. stick on Doom in the car, for example. I think we all, I mean, even you would probably put on Cradle of Filth before um, whatever, Ahab or something, or you'd got put on Dissection before Imperium Decadence. Yeah. Just Which, that Dismanabiv's user-friendly. Dismanabiv's album was listening to that. Uh, oh, yeah. the other day and yeah that still rules man <laughs> that but that's a bit more palatable than funeral doom for example yeah yeah for sure for the common person yeah even ahab but mm. 
Sweet man. Um, I'm sure there was some other bloody musical news. Uh, I guess the Nine Foot Super Soldier news of the week is that oh, yeah. I'll be doing some mixing. Hopefully, finish the mix today or tomorrow. A first mix and send it to Paulie. Cool. Sorry, we should have probably spoke about this at the very beginning of the podcast, as of it course. is the main news, and that's why we do this podcast. To talk <laughs> yeah, about yeah. Nine Foot Super Soldier. Actually, I went down to Bremer Bay last weekend. That's why I didn't do anything on it then. And also drove there. And also drove there. And yeah, hung out with Owen for a bit. And this was an interesting development. I'm going to get him to do vocals on these two songs I've had sat around. Roy's or um, other? No. Other, no. Those ones I recorded with Al ages ago. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, I tried doing some vocals myself and I just suck balls. Oh, and I, as if. At, at this point, I just can't be asked writing vocals so i thought oh yeah owen's got recording gear and he can do that shit down there and send it up so yeah we went through a few things like that just listening on the phone and his ideas and my ideas that was pretty cool then we drove out to the shearing shed on his farm because i said do you have a spare shed out here that doesn't get used and he said i do have one um that's might be cool for recording let's check it out and it's the literal shearing shed man built by his grandfather i think in like the bloody 60s it's all wood. Um, does smell like sheep shit for sure. But man, what a cool space. So I think he's probably going to write some stuff. And then one weekend I'm going to peel down there and also um, <laughs> take my drum kit and some mics. And we're probably going to do, I don't know, something about shearing in that shearing shed and <laughs> see what comes out, which would be cool. Very cool, man. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, cool. So what, what was the latest with Nine Foot? Uh, just that I'll be actually starting a mix probably yep. after I get off this Skype. I've spent cool. the week doing like mix prep, that boring yep. shit I was talking about before, and that's mm. ugh, the worst. Do we want to tell any of our listeners to fuck off, by the way? If they don't <laughs> like things, you know, don't like our first song, don't like our topic ch- conversation, don't like whatever. Cram it, cunts. <laughs> no, you guys are right. I, 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 love, oh, getting, um, I love getting messages critiques or negative so. like critiques knowing that people yeah. listen and yeah definitely like yeah having conversations on record <laughs> knowing that someone is going to hear it is real good uh, yeah and people that are text. like passionate enough about the show to tell us that they hate the intro <laughs> that that's good keep it up sleep you fucking <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah me and cabs are talking about it and like I'll just get a random message from someone and it'll be like disapproving of something on the podcast. A bit boring this week. <laughs> like, oh, thanks, fuckhead. <laughs> <laughs> now we got to be able to take the um, the criticism. Yeah, yeah. And, and generally I agree with them. Yeah, but Once uh, Smitty, avid listener of the show, was telling us how boring the episode was <laughs> about the um, talking about us um, brainstorming about album concepts. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which probably was and like being it recorded was. by an iPhone in the middle of the table while we're all trash with no plan whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely. But sometimes we just chuck episodes <laughs> like that out to give, you know, a reality check of what actually bands are up to behind the scenes, I guess. But yeah, yeah probably hard to listen to. Sweet F.A. Yeah. Um, nah, funny stuff. <laughs> That's I like when we have albums of the week and I'm talking about Judas Priest or some shit that I know nothing about and then I'll get a message from someone who does know about the history of that band and will tell us more about it or say, you know, you should check out this band if you like that. That is cool. Yeah, it's funny this week because I put that Mac Pelican song on, right? Oh, yeah. I don't know if you listened to it. Man, I didn't even know. I hadn't got that far. Yeah, because <laughs> it was obviously so boring. Um, <laughs> but, 
<laughs> I couldn't remember the damn song and I didn't know what it was called, but I just remember that one Mac Pelican song, which, you know, only one other person in the world probably fucking remembers. Yeah. Anyway, so I just got sick of looking around for it. So I just grabbed one that sounded okay, chucked it on. Message from Sleet. Sleet doesn't like Mac Pelican. And then like the next day, Owen sends me the exact song that I was trying to find. Mm-hmm. And he, it was like the opposite of Sleet. Like was loving that I had brought up Mac Pelican yeah, right. on the podge. Yeah. It's always um, very, what's the word? Dividing the things we do on this piece of shit we call a podcast. <laughs> uh, that's good. That's good. Well, that's the idea. I think we've got a lot more um, offensive and like more not giving a fuck about what people are listening to as we go on. You go back to the early episodes and we're like really careful to have a good, well-structured show about topics that people really want to hear about. Very yeah. few jokes. Uh, yeah, nowadays... Well, this is it. Yeah, I know. The it's, Lodge. For better or worse, Krusty Flaps and the King live at the Lodge. <laughs> but yeah, I, I reckon that that's probably why we've upped the output a bit as well. Because when you don't have to prep, remember before, like, we'd go like, hey, Cabs, do you want to do a podge? And you're like, what are we talking about? I'm like, yeah, good point. I don't know. What have mm. I been doing recently? Um, mm, uh, yeah. Um, uh, mm, uh, and that's, uh, yeah. It would yeah. just stop us actually recording one. Yeah. <laughs> Segments and bullshit. News yeah. and gidge. Jesus Christ. Hey, you're going to Storm Rider, eh? Tomorrow? Today. No, today. Wait. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. In a few hours' time. Jesus I was almost going to crack the scotch for this episode, but I thought I shouldn't because the gig starts at 4.20 and then it ends <sighs> at 1.30am. And Does if, I, uh, if I know myself, which I think that I do, it means that after a few hours of drinking pints, it gets to the point where I can pretty much not function and I'd rather avoid that, but... If yeah. there's, um, you know, if there's one, if there's things in life that are unavoidable, it's death, taxes, and Cabba pissing the bed when he's that drunk. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll try not to drink until I get there at five o'clock. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it'd be good. Uh, there's a lot of bands, eh, eh, there's a lot, a lot of bands playing that I don't know, which mm-hmm. I'm excited to watch and just have a good crack. And there's also a band playing called Requiem who are from Melbourne. And uh, there's a band member of that band called uh, Zach Dunksy, and he is a Patreon of the Band Tools podcast who I've been um, talking to a fair bit over the last few months, and I've never seen his band or met him, so I'm keen for that. Yeah. And you did mention that like, in the last episode of Band Tools, Mr. Hashtag I did, marketing, I did. marketing Marketing. They were, they're by far the heaviest band on the lineup, I'd say. Yeah, okay. Um, Death Thrash, but sounds pretty cool. Uh, and apart from that... Watching Black Steel will be humorous. Should be pretty trash by then. Yeah. And I like that Black Steel is the headliner, but Cold Fate are playing after them, and like midnight gotcha. or something until late into the eve. So yeah, some people may leave and some people may party on. That's a good idea. I like that move. I think that's something that doesn't happen enough, the headliner not playing last. Because as yeah. we found on the, um, the recent Aussie tour we did, people just want to leave by late. And yeah. I think the peak time is sort of second and third last bands have the biggest crowds. Yeah, 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 I totally agree, man. Or somewhere in between the second and third last is like maximum. Mm. Yeah, Yeah. I'm not going to Stormrider, I don't think. I was toying with the idea, tossing it up and also thinking about it. (laughs) Um, But yeah, for me and where I'm at um, in terms of 
fucking mixing this damn thing that I've got to mix. I kind of want to have a weekend off, do that, chill, probably go to the movies with my girlfriend and um, not, yeah, not get maggot and probably not, well, I'm, I don't know. It's hard, man. I love, yeah. I would love to go there to hang out and get drunk rather than. For sure. I mean, there's things on every weekend that you'd love to do, but yeah, just weekend after weekend after weekend of getting utterly meags and waking yeah. up Sunday going, well, there's the fucking weekend. I better get some Hungry Jacks because I can barely move for the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I don't want to look at my bank account. Yeah, um, and I'm in full-blown savings mode at the moment, as you can mm. tell by me buying bonkers <laughs> this morning. Uh, <laughs> and about to spend fifteen hundred dollars on flights to Europe I to play know. a tour to six people in a crowd, yeah, songs yeah. that we can barely fucking play. So yeah, fuck yeah, life. Yeah, is what it is. Fuck, sorry, mate. All the I best. I did get pre-sale tickets a week or two weeks ago, uh, mainly because hey, did you just save some dough? Uh, five bucks cheaper pre-sale. Cool, that's um, worth it. So I did do that. Uh, Sophie is obviously a big Silent Night fan. Yep. So, yeah, by me buying her a ticket puts me in the good books. As if I'm not a big Silent Night fan too. Just trying to yeah, do yeah. stew shit, but I don't really know where I'm going with this. But I thought it was going to be funny. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, well, but no, it's good I, to I, get I knew pre-sales. I was go along. And, yeah, I think so. I think so. And yeah. it gets to the night sometimes and if you don't have a ticket, you're just like, oh, fuck it, I can't be bothered and I've got no money. It's funny, man. We This show that we've got coming up, tried to do a thing to encourage people to get pre-sale tickets by offering a free ticket to Ishan um, right. because we have a member in the band who deals with Soundworks Touring and can get free tickets like that. But we've still got only a handful of sale pre-sales. Fuck all. Mm. Nonetheless. Yeah. Nonetheless nice. Cool, end. man. All right. What a hell of a time we've had today. Hopefully that wasn't boring as utter bat shit. Um, I enjoyed myself. All right. If anyone's um, got any negative feedback from that show, please feel free to cram it up your sweaty (laughs) arsehole. (laughs) No, just kidding. We want to hear or like get as much shit as we can. I'm sure we'll get a fair bit tonight at Stormrider, which is always fun. Yeah. Any song to leave the lodge with? Well, I had the um, awful choice of Mac Pelican last week. Oh, yeah. Um, I do have one up my sleeve for a couple of weeks time. But yeah, what are you feeling this week? We're playing. Man, why don't we chuck one of those Doom VS songs on that has um, bizarre vocals? Yep. Um, I just need to get a song title. How about I'll send it to you later? A good song, and um, the listeners just need to know that it's Doom VS. Yeah, and, I'll uh, put a thing yeah. in the show notes. Cool. All right. Cool, man. Sounds good. I'll fucking talk to you soon. Yeah, sweet, mate. Just um, lock up the lodge as you leave, will you?